0: Financial Times in London, I'm Sebastian Payne and this is FT News. At 9.30am on Tuesday morning, the UK Supreme Court announced that Parliament will have the final say on the process of Britain leaving the EU. Last year, the High Court ruled that primary legislation would be needed before Prime Minister Theresa May could notify the EU of the UK's intention to leave. In a much discussed and hyped case, the government lost an appeal to the Supreme Court which means a bill will now have to go through the House of Commons and the Lords before Article 50 can be triggered. This is how the Attorney General, Jeremy Wright, and Gina Miller, who brought the case to the High Court, described the ruling. Of course the government is disappointed with the outcome, but we have the good fortune to live in a country where everyone, every individual, every organisation, even government, is subject to the rule of law so the government will comply with the judgment of the court and do all that is necessary to implement it.
1: Only Parliament can grant rights to the British people and only Parliament can take them away. No Prime Minister, no government can expect to be unanswerable or unchallenged. Parliament alone is sovereign. This ruling today means that MPs we have elected will rightfully have the opportunity to bring their invaluable experience and expertise to bear in helping the government select the best course in the forthcoming Brexit negotiations. Negotiations that will frame our place in the world and all our destinies to come.
0: I'm delighted to be joined by two of the FT's finest judicial minds, Jane Croft, our legal correspondent, and David Allen Green, our legal commentator, to pick through the ruling and what it means. Thank you both for joining. So, Jane Croft, can you tell us what did you make of this ruling to a non-legal mind as ever? It seemed pretty comprehensive.
1: Yeah, it was pretty comprehensive. They basically upheld the High Court decision last year. They've ruled that the Prime Minister, to trigger Article 50 and start the exit process from the EU, must hold a vote of MPs and peers. And Lord Newberger, the President of the Supreme Court, said that UK domestic law would change as a result of the UK ceasing to be party to EU treaties, and so the rights of UK residents would be affected, and that means that it has to go through Parliament. The second important thing that it was ruled on today was devolution issues. So basically the court ruled that UK ministers were not legally compelled to consult the devolved governments of Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland before triggering Article 50. And the court was unanimous on this point. So that was important because if it had to go before the Scottish Parliament, for example, it could have delayed the timetable.
0: Dave Dallin Green, there's a lot of people trying to figure out what this means. So can you explain to us what it does and does not mean? We've already seen a return of this talk, the enemies of the people line, which we heard after the High Court judgment, but the Supreme Court
2: meticulously did not say anything about whether Brexit should or should not happen. What the Supreme Court has done is draw a map, a map of where the government has to go to achieve Brexit and a map of where it can't go. The one route which is now closed off to the government is to make the Article 50 notification just by the so-called world prerogative alone. That route has now been closed. The government can't do that even if it wanted to. It would be unlawful. The route the government has to go down is that it has to have primary legislation. The Supreme Court wasn't terribly prescriptive about what that sort of legislation should be. In one key paragraph it says the form such legislation should take is entirely a matter for Parliament. It could be brief There is no equivalence, the court said, between constitutional importance of a statute and its length and complexity. In other words, it is open to the government to just do a one-clause bill. So that is the route the government has to go down. Another route which the Supreme Court has said the government doesn't need to go down is the devolution route. There's no requirement for it to even consult the Northern Irish and Scottish and Welsh devolved governments, let alone obtain their consent. So it's best seen as a map which the Supreme Court has provided for the government to go down in making the Article 50 notification.
0: We'll come back to the devolved point in a moment because it's a fascinating one, but on this map that you see we've now got, we've heard a bit more detail since the ruling this morning that David Davis, the Brexit Secretary, made a statement in the House of Commons and said the government will bring forward a bill, quote-unquote, within days. And he said this will be the simplest possible bill. There's been talk that that bill could mirror the motion that we had last year, which was a non-binding motion simply saying MPs support the word of the people and activating our fifty. Do you think there's a case they could simply replicate that motion in a bill and that would be enough?
2: It would have to be presented within days because the end of March is within weeks. And so we really have Six no weeks, option, I think, option. And if you cut that down to what days are actually available for Parliament to properly debate and scrutinize the bill, that's going to make it very tight indeed, even with a good wind behind it. The government will be aiming to have a simple one clause or two clause bill, almost something you could treat It would be that short. It would just be given the government the legal power to make that notification. The Commons have already passed a motion in support of this, and it may well be that the Commons doesn't provide any sort of delay. Some MPs are saying that they want to have various amendments, but ultimately the government has the majority in the Commons, and those who are voting against it haven't got the numbers to delay it much. The question is whether the Lords will. The Lords cannot stop. bill ultimately but they can delay it theoretically for up to a year and there's nothing in the referendum result which means that the lords are obliged to go by the march deadline the march deadline is self-imposed by Theresa may there's no democratic mandate for that so there's no reason why the lords have to comply with the march deadline and every reason why the Lords might be trying to amend the bill to ensure that the UK stays part of a single market. This is the next constitutional question, Jane,
0: we've got to face. We've just gone from one straight into another. So I suppose the real question now is, does the Lords say we're going to go along with this simple Article 50 bill, not try and amend it, and have our say later down the line, or do they choose this moment? And this is obviously taking into account the huge public pressure on Parliament to get on with Brexit in a way. There's a big group of people, the 52%, who are saying, We voted last June to leave the EU. Why haven't we started the process yet?
1: Yeah, I think it's a big issue whether or not they will be able to get this one-line bill through the House of Lords. And there's obviously an issue as well about the House of Lords itself and question how much support is there for the House of Lords constituted as it is. So There's a lot of political wrangling to be had, I think, which still could affect the timetable of triggering Article 50 by the end of March.
0: And as David said, it's not an official timetable. This is what Theresa May has set herself. And she's obviously constrained politically, but the referendum was non-binding. So she could trigger Article 50 whenever she wants, but it's only the timetable she's given herself.
1: Yeah, but it's a damage to potentially her political credibility if she doesn't meet this timetable. And she has been very clear that that's what she wants to do. And she's riding high in the party at the moment, I think.
2: Yes, I think in a way the self-imposed March deadline is something which... The opponents of Brexit or those who want to have a so-called soft Brexit will know matters and so they will be in a position now to almost extort almost anything they want as a concession as long as the government can beat its chest and say that it's kept this March deadline. So essentially that's where we are with Brexit and if you'd like to hear more of the discussion with Jane and David
0: tune into FT Politics, our podcast on British politics to hear more about the Supreme Court ruling.